0: episode 333 for october 2014 and if you're a fan of this show i'd appreciate your support to make sure that more episodes come out in the future log on to the front page of spider-man look for a button that says support this site via paypal and you can do just that support this site and help us pay the bills and keep the lights on on with the show Hey, crawl spacers, welcome to our spider news segment for October. Let's introduce who we have on the panel. Uh, trick or treat, JR, happy Halloween.
1: Oh, well, happy, happy Halloween to you too, Brad.
0: Any, uh, does Spencer still go out and trick or treat? Does he have a costume picked out or anything?
1: Uh, well, he was going to go as his mother this year, but, uh, <laughs> but law, law enforcement said that that would be too illegal. So that, La- that it would cause too many heart attacks.
0: Last I heard he was Iron Man. That's the last Halloween costume I heard the boy was wearing. No, no. Several no, years ago. No,
1: well, several years ago, but last last year no. he was Rick Grimes. But uh, actually we talked about that. We actually talked about that today and he doesn't know yet. Oh, okay. He doesn't know if he's too cool for it, uh, and then if he's not too cool for it, he doesn't know if he's too go- too cool to be accompanied by his dad. So you know, <laughs> you know, when you're 13 years old, these are these are seriously
0: well. Questions. My four-year-old is contemplating three costumes. Number one, Brave, the Merida, the redhead with the bow and arrow, uh, Spider Girl. She actually suggested it. I didn't prompt her, and Bat Girl. So. I'm wanting to see – she doesn't want to be frozen like every other girl. So What girl doesn't want to be frozen? Everybody wants <laughs> – all her friends want to be frozen. She wants to be something different, which I can think is kind of cool. On the line you just heard was George. What's going on, George? Oh, just the ebolas <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. down here in Big D. Wash your hands. Stay in the house. Don't breathe. Yeah,
2: don't leave and stock up on
0: bullets. <laughs> and spam, and spam. Yeah. <laughs>
3: and Mike still a nerd. What's going on, sir? Well, not only Brad am I still a nerd, but as you can yeah, probably yeah. tell, I do not sound like a uh, drive-through speaker box this time. So, which is
0: right, like a like a drive-in movie theater box.
3: It, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> I but, kept uh, on life- last,
2: last, uh, Brad, last month. You know, when we had uh, when we had Mike speaking like that, I kept wanting to say, "I'll have a number five, uh, with, you know, large with mm-hmm. a Diet Coke."
0: Oh,
4: yeah.
0: there you go. Yep. <laughs> George has fond memories of hitting on the Sonic Girls, it sounded like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Let's see. We, we're we going to do iTunes reviews. Uh, we've got two new ones since last we recorded, and they're both negative, so this ought to be fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one is from Buford. Buford Hollis. Posted on September 3rd. I swear to God. Uh, we covered
2: that one last month.
0: Buford. I remember the name. That sounds well, familiar. We did. Did we did we when did we record last month? September 3rd this was posted. Yeah, yeah we we yeah. did that last month, Brad. Yep. Yeah, though. okay. No need to
2: go back over that BS again. again.
0: Okay. <laughs> we have one negative review and one one new review which is also negative. So it's just one review. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for being so confusing. This is from the Vandy man 81. Uh posted on September 12th. Uh the subject title is, Was my fave just too negative one out of five stars this was my favorite podcast for years very balanced opinions and great banter between hosts <laughs> <laughs>
4: i'm
0: the host they're the panelists anyway ever since the podcast changed last year it's just not fun anymore most opinions are negative and as a diehard fan of spidey it got to be too much george uh, are we are we too negative uh i I swear to God, I think we did this one last month too, Brad. <laughs> I swear to God, I think we did.
2: it just, sounds oh. like I'll say the exact same things. No,
4: because
2: we are balanced. Hell, I'm about to give an A to, to, to a book today. Right. You yeah. know. I mean, no, we are. We're we're balanced. I mean, it, it's 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 four. It's you know, sometimes it's four to five people, depending yes. on on who's available. And we're all going to have different opinions on things. We just are. But a lot of times, though, I mean, we both agree. I mean, or not both, but we all agree. When something is good, it's really good. When something is bad, it's it's crap.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, so what,
2: should 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 two of us, you know, stand out and say, okay, well, because the other said it was good, I'm going to say it's no. bad now, or or you know, vice versa. That's that's ridiculous. The Spider-Man movie was a classic example. J.R. and I liked it yeah, better than everybody you. Yeah. was all across the board. But suddenly I'm singled out because I was like, you know, this is written very badly. Yeah. This is horrible writing, and, and suddenly I'm a villain for saying I don't want to watch the movie with bad writing on Netflix.
1: <laughs> not only, and I laughed at you anyway. Not only that, not only are you a villain, but you bear a su- suspicious resemblance to somebody, uh, an Austrian who has a very strange mustache.
0: <laughs> Poor, yeah, George gets what? hit on—not uh, not hit on, but well, I guess he does get hit on a lot, but not in the good way. Did light.
3: J.R. just say it looked like Hitler?
0: Yeah,
4: I didn't thought, say that. Thought, oh my God! He, he,
0: what the hell? He,
4: he,
0: he was referencing someone else. I thought was he was ins- referencing that. Uh,
1: what? Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Came anyway. from uh, Lord, I, I, Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Jesus
2: Christ, Jr. I can, if I want that, I can
1: go read it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Or, no, I actually, I wasn't thinking iTunes. I was thinking you could read it on our own message board, but anyway. Right, yeah, I don't yeah. have to
0: go too far, right? Yeah, when when people leave, they insult everybody and, and oh, my, burn the I bridge.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, no, you
0: don't. Just got started. We're like, Shit, a couple I, minutes I, in I, it. Anyway, uh, we read the negatives, we read the positives. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, feel free to do it. Just type in Spider-Man. We're the first or second thing that appears when you uh, click on the podcast category. <laughs> also, a nice little uh, note happened. Uh, on September 19th of this month, the, uh, the Crawl Space podcast was really, really high on the iTunes listing of the most popular podcast in the TV and film category. I think 42 is about as high as I've ever seen it go. Mm. We were the 42nd most popular Downloaded podcast on iTunes for that day. Awesome. And we beat some pretty big shows. We beat a podcast produced by People Magazine. We beat some shows that were produced by Showtime. Uh, we even beat the Marvel podcast that day. And, uh, we beat the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, strips the uh, the video out and just posts the audio of the show. And we beat the Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. And the Conan O'Brien pod, podcast we beat. Did you call wow. it a podcast? A podcast. A podcast is a show about potatoes. <laughs> uh, that'd be a spudcast. Yeah, yeah it would anyway. be a
4: spudcast.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, thank you for everyone that's downloading this. And someone asked me, did we beat the Downton Abbey podcast? That I do not know. I don't. I don't remember seeing it in the the ones above us or the ones Dude, below us. Dude, if we beat the Downton Abbey podcast,
2: that's no bullshit, right there, Droma.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's legit.
0: So, boys, thank you for uh, helping us uh, be a, a show that people want to listen to. That's why you, why you know, that's
1: it, Brad. that's interesting that uh, yep. that this occurred. Uh-huh. Uh, right when we've been getting reviews that I used to like this, but it's too negative. So
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> either <laughs> either folks, thing. you're feeding off our negativity. So that's <laughs> Uh Or, you know, again, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I just find that it's a curious dichotomy that we're getting more reviews about how negative are while, uh, you know, our, the ratings are going higher. Although, when you said we were the highest we ever been, I thought you were talking about our, uh, our planned sniffing glue episode that we've got coming up here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we gotta go high for four, episode 400 coming up, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna what we're do, do the podcast with helium. Oh, that, that'd be
2: awesome, actually. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'd be dead, because we have to record for like four or five hours.
0: Four or five oh, hours yeah. of helium on our brains, we'd be dead. This is our last show. Anyway, anyway, thank you to the listeners for downloading the show, and just it's just a thrill to to be so high on the uh, iTunes list. That was really, really cool.
1: Yes, um, it is a thrill to be high, ladies and <laughs>
0: Uh, and from somebody who lived in the
1: '60s, I can
4: tell you. Well, there you carry that
2: song now in my head because I got high. Because I got high. Because the
0: Comics high. Code Authority does not approve of JR's message. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, you've got our first news topic.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, the
0: Gwen Stacy Spider Woman is blowing up the internet. Oh, is she t- ever? T- tell me about uh, what what uh, what's going on with this character. It's a that, by the way, that second issue was a pretty good read. I Oh, thought. it was.
3: Yeah, I read it too, and um, it yeah, was good actually good intro to a character. Uh, yeah, the thing is, it was one of those. I mean, it was one of those issues. I thought, okay, I'll just pick it up just out of curiosity. It proved out to be it met yeah. by, it, beyond it excelled beyond my expectations actually, um, and I think that's part of the reason why this uh, this the idea of uh, Gwen, the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman has just caught on fire. Um, he, she was even doing that even before. Um, the issue even came out, and as she's been getting actually. I've been mean, been seeing a lot of. She was actually getting a lot of even some mainstream coverage. I think. I think um, Entertainment Weekly even. Um even did a story on about a story about on her, on her comic and the uh, on it.
0: I think there's two reasons, before we get into it, I think there's two reasons why she's popular. Mm-hmm. One, it's a great
3: looking costume. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very well designed. Two, it's playing off Emma Stone's popularity. Yes, I I, I do oh. agree with that. Also, I mean, yeah. I think because with Emma Stone, I think there has been a resurgence of interest in Gwen Stacy in yes. general. And so this is just perfect timing, essentially. And this is Marvel
0: having its cake and eating it.
3: Oh, too, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's
0: totally working. But go ahead. There's some news about Spider Woman.
3: Well, yes. Um, well, there's a thing about. Um, well, the author, the person who wrote the um, the, uh, the Gwen Stacy Spider Verse issue, Jason Latour. He was asked earlier, I think, about a couple of days ago, about what the future of the Gwen Stacy Spider Woman would be, uh, because of the, uh, po- the this popularity that she's been generating, and. He explained that at the time, he said, I'm not involved in the grander stories of Spider-Verse, so I don't know what the big plans are. But I do know she'll be making a couple of appearances in Dennis Hopeless' new Spider-Woman book. And I'm thrilled by that. Dennis is going to do fun things with her. If she's around after all the dust clears and everyone seems to want it, I think there's probably more that could be said. So long as it's natural, and in keeping with the tone we're trying to establish. Well... I found well. There is a thing that came out today um, on Bleeding Cool. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure some of you in the audience knows. It's the TMZ of comics. It's book the TMZ sites. of comics suicide. <laughs> yeah. um, that's a good. That's probably a so,
0: very accurate so, description. So take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, uh, TMZ's right more times than not. Yeah, sometimes.
4: right.
3: Okay. Well, they reported that there was a uh, there's sort of a, a radio podcast show called Los uh, Forrestoros. um uh, which wow. is what? What? Yeah. It's which I had I had no idea. Yeah, Los For yeah, it's it's essentially it's a comic book, it's a Spanish language comic book. Oh, okay. Radio thing. And the guy and usually it's every it's a weekly uh it's a weekly uh, radio podcast. And a frequent guest on the show is Spider-Man artist Humberto Ramos. Oh. Yeah. Um the whole thing is in Spanish, so it's kind of, you know, so if you Know your Spanish lingua your Espanol. You'll probably kind of understand most of it. But Donde esta the-
2: la biblioteca?
3: My yeah, guess. something like that. Um, yeah, right. El no pantalones.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my Spanish is not horrible wearing pants. The- my Spanish is <laughs> horrible, by the way, even after three years of taking it. So, um, and anyway, um, among one of the topics they discussed, um, Humberto Ramos decided to drop. What could be a little bit of a spoilery detail about the fate
4: huge uh, bomb? Huge yes, bomb.
3: potentially you, huge.
4: It, oh,
0: Jr. The, and, and uh, George, have you heard about this bomb?
3: I have not heard about this bomb. Oh, get ready! Oh, get ready! Get ready,
0: Don't, Jr. Jr., have you heard about it?
3: No, I have not heard. No All right, get ready! Here comes. Oh, get ready, folks.
0: Wind it up, Mike. Wind okay.
3: It up. There is some potential good news and some potential bad news. The potential good news is that the Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman will survive and be brought into the 616 Marvel Universe.
1: Oh, for a sake. Oh, wait, you, wait, sh- wait, wait.
3: <laughs> the potential bad news is why she is in the Mar- going to be brought into the 616 Marvel Universe. Because according to Ramos, at the end of Spider-Verse, Something will happen to make Peter Parker be quote lost in another reality, <laughs> and that so he's taking again, Peter Parker off the table again, huh? again, and that his role, <laughs> and, that Spy- and that Peter's role in New York and the comic will be replaced for months by the Spider Gwen Stacy from the Edge of Spider Verse. Was he kidding? We don't. I don't, We don't know. No I, no, no, no. I bet he was I, kidding. Come on, he could—he he, he could have been. I don't know. There, Hold it, it, on, I—I I have a follow-up. Did, did you uh,
0: get the thing what Humberto posted on his uh, Facebook page? No, I did not. I did not see okay. that. Yeah, I—I I saw that scrolling today. Um, let me read it to you. Okay, but it doesn't really mention anything uh, about the. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He he doesn't uh, change what he said, but he, he's, I'll just read it. Okay. Quote from Humberto Ramos's Facebook page. Quote, this is something I twitted a bit ago, but please feel free to read. It is hard to make a name in this industry, but harder is to find good friends in it. Now imagine the anger and frustration you feel when an exclusive note threatens a long-term friendship. Let me be clear. Eddie Berganza is not only a great editor, but a good friend, the molecularist. Meliculous note written by at Bleeding Cool of the things I said on my radio show at Los Forastos were taken out of context, endangering that long term friendship, but with a little luck, it won't succeed. This is how I see it. When you have good and close friends, you let yourself go a bit with the way you talk to them, but some people don't get it and above of it they manipulate the information taking it out of context and presenting their version of their followers and creating a problem where there wasn't but still dot 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 Eddie if my words offended you your work on, or your reputation I'm sorry I love you pinche guatemala whatever uh, anyway I I want to apologize to both Marvel and DC for involving any involving them in this high school style gossip and let me be clear on this there is nothing I respect more than my job, so there is nothing I respect more than both companies. That's all in
3: caps. Okay, that uh, that what he's talking about there is what okay. talking about Geraldo Sandoval, Why he's working for because he's going to be the art new penciler for Guardians of Three Thousand. Why okay. he's going to be working for Marvel instead of DC, and so, he was, oh. so so he was talking about a little bit more about the. Um, you know, about how, you know, I guess, because uh, Geraldo Sandoval was also a guest on this program, talking about his, talking about with Berganza, with uh, DC and everything, and how he's basically calling him a, you know, a, gua- a effing Guatemalan bastard and all this other stuff. So <laughs> Let me
0: finish the yeah. quote. And to them, I also apologize for any embarrassment I brought on to you and the talent and the editorial staff whom I'm, might offend because of this, and for bleeding cool, I've always tried to be helpful with you. Any every time you've contacted contacted me, but in the future, spare me to be un, unpolite to you. Don't contact me
3: again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's, it's more.
3: That's more talking about that the, because on the bleeding cool article, they were they, they these Gerardo Sandoval was the thing that came up first about the DC. And I noticed we're reading your thing about the Facebook posting. He mentions no mention about the Spider Gwen stuff or the possible Peter Parker essentially becoming um, uh, Quentin Mallory. For those of you who know, can tell what that is. You know, it's a little Sliders reference. But yeah, but so, so yeah, so it's whatever. So so about this thing with the possible title of the comic being renamed the Amazing Spider Woman. How long, it, how long did that quote say that Spider-Man's gonna be lost? For? It says it just months. We don't know how months. long. Okay. Yeah, so okay. it could be. Let's, a, let's open the discussion up to the panel.
0: What do you think of Slot taking Peter out of the game again?
2: Well, I've you know I've said all along that <clears throat> even before Superior ended, I said my fear is that we're going to get Peter back and find out that Slot still can't write Peter.
4: <laughs>
2: and what if we found <laughs> out? <laughs> slot, still can't write Peter, and so suddenly we're getting another replacement for pull pull. God damn it! Pull Dan Slot off this book. That's
0: the answer. Not not replacing him again. Pull slot off the book. Jr. What do you think of that? Well, Spider-Man lost in time with a Gwen Stacy replacement.
1: Well, you know I. I... I really am very reluctant to comment on this because I think it's dangerous to comment on rumors one way or the other. I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, I I don't I, I don't have anything in front of me. I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously, I listened to what you said that he, that Ramos said and then his retraction. But I have no idea what was, you know, how it was said, what context it was said. Uh whether he's mad because he was under the impression he was talking off the record and then was quoted, whether he's mad because of that, or whether he's mad because he made some allusions and they took it in a completely wacko direction, you know, which inviting him a whole lot of grief, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, obviously, I think it would be a very, very bad idea to take Peter off the table again. I mean, but you know, but. I think I think it's just way too nebulous right now to uh, you know to comment on it.
0: Have you read the Gwen Stacy the solo book of of the Spider Verse? Actually,
1: I did, and uh, I was. What'd you you think of it? I was not as impressed with it as you guys, but I I didn't loathe it or whatever. I think it's an Mm -hmm. intriguing concept, but I think one reason that it's cool, though. I mean, I think the reasons you the reasons that you mentioned that it's cool and catching on with everybody are true, Mm
4: -hmm. but I think there's a
1: third reason, and the third reason is she's dead. Cool characters mm-hmm. are dead. Remember how yeah. cool. Remember how uncool Craven was, and then after he yeah. blew his brains out, how damn cool he was. You mm-hmm. know, and they kept <laughs> hitting and trying to bring him back or whatever. You know, they kept bringing in sons and things like that. You know, because yeah. and then they just finally pulled the trigger uh, and brought him back. Which you know, is he cool now? I don't know. But I never really liked him. But uh, so I think mm-hmm. that's part of the thing. So you know, people who are worried about. I think that's part of her cache, is that she's dead. And I think that the appeal of this character, if they bring her into the 616, you know, because now people are saying, oh my God, are they going to bring Gwen back? No, I think the appeal of this character will be that she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: George, what do you think of the Gwen Stacy character? Have you read that issue yet? or I? Have, the only thing
2: I'm reading right now is Superior. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I read one, or uh, that first issue of, the one with the noir, the noir guy, right? And uh, I, I didn't. It didn't impress me. You know, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It, to me, it was just kind of there. I mean, I, I, I was never that big into the noir thing to begin with. I, I, I'm not saying that's horrible. I'm not saying. Kill him off. It's a, it's a, you know, it offends me or anything. I'm just saying. I just never got into it. Same thing with the uh, Indian Spiderman. Just never got into it. But um, I'm largely not reading. I mean, any of the. This is the thing. I, I'm not going to let Marvel say, "Oh, hey, here's this. Here's the new yearly event or, or you know, biannual event uh, here, and it's told across these eighty four thousand satellite titles." <laughs> and this is my yeah. middle finger. Yeah, (laughs) I'll read the core story of it. I'm not I'm not getting all this other crap that's really just just repackaged stuff from a drawer, you know, from Mm -hmm. some editor's drawer that's been left there for three years. Well, let's just just change this and this
0: and oh, hey, look, it's part of the, the crossover. Screw that! The thing, the thing is about the Spider Verse mini that, I, and we'll review this on satellites in a couple episodes. Uh, this one doesn't feel like it's straight up ripped out of a drawer. Mm-hmm. This feels fresh and like somebody just wrote it for this specific event, as opposed to say Amazing Spider Man extra those t- stories mm-hmm. or the Web of Spider Man, the most recent volume that
3: came out. Right, you this can you can tell that there was some plan, there was some planning and thought into this yeah. thing, so.
2: I don't know for me I guess I'm more of a purist I'm like if it's important enough to the story then it's important enough to just be in the core book yeah you know so that's I guess that's that's part of my thing it's a personal bias you know mm-hmm. and that's just that's just how it is if I'm okay. negative for that then so be it I don't care mhm
0: Mike, what do you think are you are you you like the idea of spider man being lost? seems like all the main heroes are yeah, I for mean the, I've been this access deal well,
3: the thing is well the on the well on the one hand he's gonna be you know this would conveniently put him out of the whole whatever whatever Jonathan Hickman's doing with tie uh, that whole times runs out thing um but I think and the thing is if they do it, i mean it's possible they could do it right i mean if they try to do like something like another book like with peter parker going around through his adventures through you know different parallel worlds like i said it's like a sliders type thing where then you have the other and you have the uh, gwen stacy spider wo- woman taking his place for a while it's feasible i mean they've i mean it's not like it's out of the ra- it's not like this is um I mean it's I mean I don't think the idea like if he if they ever do if he does go to the thing of having Peter Parker quote lost in time, it's not like oh it, I don't think it's necessarily good, gonna be on the uh, would be on the line of oh that he's gone for periods of time they're probably gonna they would have to have some way of following him around if, somehow it sounds like when cap was lost after he tried to bring cap yeah to i mean or I mean another one with big comparison I saw earlier about this was um, was a uh, Was Batman RIP? Where, where the or the or the or the return of Bruce Wayne that Grant Morrison did, where where Bruce Wayne was going through different 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 realities while he was all that stuff was going on. So, I mean, it's I mean it's just a. I think in some ways though, I mean, I'm kind of hoping this is if if it is if this is is going through with this, um, that this will probably hopefully be the last of these sort of really heavy sci fi kind of things because I don't really think that they're too much of a good fit for Spider Man. Because yeah. it, it just seems that he needs to be more down to earth, and I think this is getting it a little bit too. This is getting it a little bit too kind of Doctor Who-ish. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, that's, that,
0: that made me drop his uh, Silver Surfer. Hey, hey Brad, uh-huh. think, of, yeah. think of
2: it this way, yeah. and this is a question for everybody. Yeah,
3: with all the stuff going in
2: ASM right now, does it even feel like Spider-Man?
3: Not really. I mean, it kind of feels. I mean, I kind of joked earlier that, that where his position now is almost like. He's become kind of like this, you know, kind of like a, sec, a watered down version of Tony Stark, essentially, but with Anna Maria as kind of his Pepper pot. And yeah. so, I mean, Jr.
0: and Brad. What, I mean,
3: what, am I wrong it, on that? It, it,
0: it's, it doesn't feel like classic Spider-Man with him, the head of a company, mm-hmm. uh, rich, no money problems, lack of Mary Jane.
3: Oh, that's. Uh, I'm sure that's going to change in the near future. You know, I'm sure, especially I, I, especially if this falls through, and then he because you've got a potentially thing where he's gone for again for like several months I mean, of his time, and then what's he's what's his company going to do in the meantime?
0: I've I've liked the two Superior Spider-Man issues with the sp- setting up the Spider Verse, and I like the mm-hmm. so far the mini. I didn't care for the whatever that robot okay, was. Okay,
2: think of what you just said. I like the Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, those two issues are are superior to amazing. I mean,
2: superior, superior Spider Man can't lose. Superior Spider Man. That's
0: true. It's that, true that, that, that's the golden child right now. <laughs> I mean, well, when you say that, it makes me think of Eddie Murphy. Drop oh, the knife. Knife.
4: oh gosh,
0: I can't drop. Oh, I love that movie. All right, let's move on to another topic. That was a pretty good one. Uh, JR, we're going to talk about goblins. John Byrne hates the Green Goblin. I bet you just hated that when you heard that.
1: Well, I want to quote...
0: Because you don't like John Byrne.
1: (laughs) Uh, uh, I I want to quote one of our illustrious posters, uh, our good old buddy, I think TNR, uh, who said that JR might be upset if he gave a rat's ass. (laughs) which he probably doesn't. And I want to say that if this was, you know, uh, in the tradition of Groucho Marx and you bet your life, you just said the magic word, uh, I don't give a rat's ass. Uh,
0: Do the the setup to explain what we're talking about. uh,
1: Yeah, well, basically, you know, John Byrne, like a lot of other uh, artists, does commissions. Uh, And apparently, I mean, obviously for, you know, he's very popular, uh, but he got this one particular commission. Uh, Someone wanted him to do the Green Goblin. At first, he wouldn't do it because he doesn't like the character. Uh, But then finally, after the guy kept, you know, uh, you know, asking him or, you know, pleading with him to do it, he finally decided to do it. Then he decided he hated the character so much he couldn't finish it. Uh, and when you look at the picture, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks like he got fairly close. I mean, yeah. at least,
0: He looks about halfway done, yeah.
1: I think. But 60%. Yeah. And so, you know, he just says he, 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 he can't finish it because he can't stand the character because, you know, he thinks Dr. Octopus is Spider-Man's number one uh, villain. And he went back and told the guy... And then they had this big old thing, this this uh, little ceremony where Byrne presented it to him, and then the the guy who did the commission shred, uh, you know, tore it in half. Which <laughs> I'm sure, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm sure Byrne gave, if he made any deposit, I'm sure Byrne gave him his deposit back. That's not a, a deal. But yeah. you know, first of all, do I care that Byrne doesn't like the Green Goblin? F no. Uh, You know, I like Dr. Octopus, too. I mean, it's not, you know, it's like the one time when uh, somebody, uh, and I forget who it was, uh, this is years ago, uh, wanted me and Bailey to argue about who was better, Lex Luthor or Norman Osborn, wanted us to have a debate about in a podcast, and I refused to do it. Because I thought it was st- stupid. I, why debate? They're both great villains. Why, why do you yeah. have to debate? Why do you have to, you know? And and you know, for
0: it's a battle. It's a fight club. People want to find out who would win. And, I and guess.
1: you know, I mean, a lot of reasons that we some we call something a favorite uh, is not you know is is personal. It's <laughs> it's not unbiased. Uh, and like I said, you know, if you want to say, well, I like Norman or Doctor Octopus better, Norman Osborne, I would say, hey, I. No argument here. He's a great villain, you know. When he's written well, uh, but that could be said of anybody. But I, I just, I, it, I guess Byrne must get so much work that he just doesn't care. Because I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, uh, you know, just because you don't like something, you you won't do it, you know? Or you well, that's your right. That is his right. If he doesn't like the character, you know, he doesn't have to do it. But it's uh, it's it's just interesting. This was even a, a story. I mean, really, you know, the uh... an, eccentric, an eccentric artist does something eccentric. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> the thing is, if you go to the Burn Board, I imagine you guys have been there yeah. in the past. It's, he he posts uh, the new commissions that he does, and they just are beautiful. Oh, I they, mean, I've always been some fantastic stuff. Oh my gosh! And I, I just wish him and Marvel would settle their egos and um, have Burn come back. He hasn't penciled a book since the Untold X Men Tales mm-hmm. book, and. Uh, I don't like Byrne inking his own stuff, though. I like uh, Terry Austin. But mm-hmm. boys, what do you think of uh, John Byrne th- not finishing a several thousand dollar project? Probably. <laughs> Mike,
2: I'll let you go first.
3: Well, cool. If he well, I can kind of. Well, the thing is, if you're if you're going to be if you're going to be doing a commission thing, I can understand the idea of you know being doing something with, that you're passionate about. And if he's not really passionate about Norman Osborn, then it's like. Then it's gonna. Then he figures. Well, he just figures. Might as well just not go go through with it. And um, not to uh, without with the running the risk of getting on uh, Jr's uh, hit list.
4: Um,
3: <laughs> I actually think Burn is right about uh, the Green Goblin because I don't think he deserves to be. Uh, nor, I don't think Norman Osborn deserves to be. I think the number one foe. I think that should go to Doctor Octopus, but.
1: That's just the. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're, thing. you're not on my list because I never liked you anyway.
4: Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> wow,
1: that's what I said. I mean, it's a God, he's a great jugular. villain. It's a good opinion. Why, why you know, why, why should why why should uh, why should I trash that opinion? Because he's a great oh, no, villain. Oh yeah. Oh, I
3: here's think yeah. F- I mean, I think I just I just kind of think yeah. And I think that Norman Osborn. I think in some ways, if you want to be more accurate, I think he's a better Peter Parker villain than a Spider Man villain. If that makes sense.
0: Here's a question, Jr. And, and the panel. Why why did Byrne use Norman so heavily in Chapter One? He tried to connect uh, Sandman as a relative, didn't he? If I remember correctly, yeah, story. actually the
3: Cornrows.
1: it because they both had the Cornrow hair. That was the why.
0: why would uh, he try to insert Norman so much in his origin?
1: Well, my guess is there was probably some editorial mandates.
0: Mm-hmm. They probably, I mean, you know, they.
1: Right, they probably Marvel wanted to reboot the character. They you know, they didn't do a hard reboot. They tried another quasi soft reboot. Uh and they probably, you know, they wanted to streamline some of the continuities and that that probably was partially an editorial mandate would be my guess.
0: But he yeah. finished that work. Yeah. He made that print.
3: Well, <laughs> you also got to remember I think at the time um because this was coming because Norman I mean JR probably knows this better than I do, but with Norman Osborn at the time was being raised into more prominence because he was being because he was made to be the mastermind of the entire clone saga, so they need to build him up a little bit more to be like, oh, he's a big puppet master of the um of Spider Man's life. So they kind of that's probably so if they're gonna be going back through chapter one, they kind of say oh, he's been doing that since the beginning kind of thing. It's sort of a retcon type thing. If that's you know
0: George, George what's your two
2: cents? All right. Well, first of all, I, there's two things to say about this. Number one, uh, what is John Byrne? What does he do for a living?
0: He does commissions and he does, works on Star Wars comics for I mean, Star Trek comics for IDW. Would you say, would all, can we
2: all agree, John Byrne is a professional artist? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. If I'm at a convention, if I'm a pro- professional artist, or if someone sends me, they want a commission that they're going to pay me money. Mm-hmm. for, to pay my bills, to pay my mortgage, to put food on my table. <clears throat> Guess what I'm doing? You're penciling that shit. I'm penciling <laughs> it. I'm not even saying it. <laughs> if I'm at a convention, and I'm a professional artist, it, let's, it, and we're talking George here now, like me personally, mm-hmm. right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And someone comes up to me and says, hey, can you do me a sketch of Carly Cooper? <laughs> Guess who's getting a sketch of Carly Cooper? <laughs> a good one. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It also depends on how much you need
2: the money. No bullshit. If I'm a, if I'm an artist okay. and I draw for a living, I, I do the goddamn work. <laughs> if, if, if I'm letting you know people charge me for money, you know, if, if this is how I'm making money, I'm saying, yeah, I'll do this. What do you need? What? Oh, you want Mary Jane riding a dragon with a bunch of clowns? Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Give me a week. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I thank just, you, I, and, I, and I'll cash that yeah. check. Oh yeah, oh which, is, which is I think that that's just that's totally valid, George. I mean that um, I just think was just just thinking that, be, you know, because if, depending on if you even if you don't even if you don't like if you don't like what the subject matter you're working on, it's going to show in your it's going to basically show in your work. Although considering how he doesn't really, if suppose Byrne doesn't really like the Green Goblin, he's doing a pretty good job for somebody who doesn't really seem to be all that passionate about it. Essentially, or well, at least what he finished off anyway. So.
2: Well, now this is my this is my second point. All right, mm-hmm. all right. he is right. Doctor Octopus is the bigger Spider-Man villain. Yeah, it, it used to be Norman because what did what did Norman done? Everything Norman has done has been so goddamn personal with Peter. Mm-hmm. Up, in, yeah. up until very recently, Norman was the Joker to, to Peter's Batman. He absolutely mm. was. But then Otto killed the guy. Yeah, Otto killed the hero, and and took his place. And all of that it became better. To the well, point where, and I'm talking at a meta level. I mean, he's a, he's the more interesting character right now,
3: right? Well, well I mean, he, and if you, if, he, I would even argue that if you even go back further into the Steve, into the Stan, in the early Stan Lee Steve Ditko stuff, where they were clearly trying to show Doctor Octopus as being kind of the more. As the big arch villain for Spider-Man, more so I think than Norman Osborn was. They could, i mean, Norman Osborn was—I mean, or the Green Goblin. They were setting up him up as sort of the mysterious bad villain kind of thing. And of course, you know the the story about whether or not you know Stan Lee and Steve Ditko de- disagreed on wh- on who the identity of the Goblin was going to be and all that's you know. Um, but I think even back, th- but. I think yeah, you're right. Over the year re- recently you could argue make a well, I think a strong case of well, the has they, they only the,
2: the other side of that, okay? It's not yeah. just what Otto did, it's what they did with Norman. Because they took yeah. Norman out of Spider Man Junior for the longest time and made him one of the biggest goddamn villains in the Marvel universe.
3: Right, right. So
2: so I'm think, sorry. All of that adds up to Otto being the big the big cheese now when it comes to Spidey villains.
0: Yeah, you're right. Here here's a question for J.R. but with the exception of the Responsible for the clone saga, and the newest revelation that he slept with his girlfriend and got her pregnant. What what's what else has Norman done since he's been brought back to life that you think is, is up there?
1: Well, again, well, first of all, uh, how about uh, uh, the death in the family storyline where he crippled Flash Thompson and then tried to con Peter and yeah. kill in But the, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're getting we're getting off tangent now. We're arguing yeah. about who the better villain is, and that's not Norman. Norman yeah. killed the girlfriend. Yeah, uh, You know, it's, it's yeah. th- that's not the argument. That's not the story. The story is, what do we think of John Byrne not liking the character and refusing the commission right. because he doesn't mm-hmm. like the character? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, I'm not going to engage in an argument about who's a better villain.
4: Yeah.
0: It, so. All right. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's just so politically nice. Uh,
0: right. Then he's no, going to go insult us later. Yeah, well, I, I, well I, he already told that that to that me. That's so, I mean, correct I, I, way
1: of saying I, suck it, Douglas.
2: Uh, <laughs>
4: what did I say? So JR, what did I say? JR, My comments
2: were in no way, no way swayed by your previous comments regarding the Secret Wars at all.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Had nothing to do with this.
1: Zip. I, uh, and I would never take it that way. <laughs>
3: oh man. Well, that's You're, a, uh and, and JR, I still like you, even though you, you even though you, kind of hurt my feelings. But I. <laughs> Look at them kiss
0: your ass after you just said suck it, Douglas. You're not getting anything out of me. Well, that, that's
1: exactly <laughs> why they're doing it because they're exactly they're thinking. Yeah. It, they don't right. want to say
0: it. Now three against one. Great. All right. <laughs> All right, George. Uh, you've got this next one. Uh, the Kirby family. Oh,
4: settling oh, with
0: Marvel. They don't want to go to the Supreme Court. It sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they know Marvel? they get
2: their asses handed to them, Brad.
0: I don't know, dude. I don't know. It'd be a, it'd be an
2: interesting ruling. No, it it wouldn't be, Brad, because – and here's the thing, and this is what I've said all along. I have said this for years. JR, you can remember probably when I was saying it at Hero Realm. Decades ago, when these guys were working, they were working for a company. Mm -hmm. They were working for a company. Everything they did belonged to that company. To come back later and say, well, now, we want a bigger piece of this is complete and total bullshit.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Marvel would get their asses handed
2: to them. No, hell no. I'm saying the Kirby family would get their asses handed to them, and rightfully so. Okay. Got it. Okay. Here's the th- and, and and I know I'm pissing off a lot of elite hipster douchebags right now. Out there who were like, oh, Kirby did all the work, and Stan just sat back and jerked off all day and
0: got hand jobs and smoked cigars. Jer- and, whoa, and Stan. Jer- <laughs> they're they're writing negative iTunes reviews as we speak.
3: Stop, stop, screw them. it. Let yeah, them. what's our what's our hip, what's our what's our, um, hipster audience like now, Brad? Uh, after you know, it's <laughs> like those science people who always
0: crap
2: on Stan and you know do nothing yeah. but 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 you know apparently Kirby cured cancer as well at some point. I don't know. And this is not. It's, taking, I don't hate Jack Kirby. I love Jack Kirby. I'm a huge fan of Kirby's work for Marvel and for DC, especially the New Gods. I, I dig the shit out of Kirby, but the thing is, is that this and this has never been about character rights ever. Not a bit of this has ever been. The Kirby's never wanted the rights to Marvel characters back. They did because they wouldn't know what the hell to do with them. This has never been about character rights. This has always been, at the end of the day, about a big goddamn paycheck, a big payoff. This has always been about greed and wanting money. I'm sorry, but it is.
0: Okay. I you know Ted did well as an illustrator. He wasn't a homeless guy, for F's sake. Set, set the story up. What, what's the most recent development with this? Well, the most recent development is they settled before he wound up going to Spring. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> here's here's the thing
2: Disney, Disney has more money than Earth right now. <laughs> they store money on Mars. Disney, they have so much. <laughs> Disney has more money than the country. Obama ought to be going to Disney to try to get loans instead of... <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right? I mean, they are just
2: filthy. Hey, with- Mickey, can I have <laughs> a loan? Yeah. They're making Marvel movies that make a billion dollars each worldwide. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy right now has already done almost $700 million, and it just now opened in China, where it's going Dude. to make huge bank. Oh, my God. Well, are yeah, you kidding Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, of course, when the opportunity comes along, well you know when when it's, when it, when it's time, you know Disney's going to be like, "Look, we're tired of this. We just want this to all go away." and they're going to and they probably wound up giving the Kirbys more money than the Kirbys even thought they were going to get, and And Disney says, "But here, sign on the dotted line: this is effing over. Don't ever mention it again. Go the F away now." And of course, at the end of the day, if if the Kirbys were doing this, uh, you know, if the Kirby State was really doing this out of, well, you know this is, we're doing what's right." Then they would have taken it further, but 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 this has not ever been about character rights. This has always been about money.
1: Well,
0: uh, in your opinion, are they deserve money with how much the company has profited? No, they are not. Neither was neither was. was, And this is why I admire Stan Lee and Bob
2: Kane. Neither one of them went. I mean, now Stan has sued Marvel for other things, but -hmm. not for creator rights. You know, I mean, these guys, and 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 the same as all the other people who sold their characters to larger companies back in the day for a quick payoff well guess what you made a business decision I'm sorry it didn't work out so well for you maybe or or however well you thought it should have been made a deal was offered you signed it away and then you went on and then somebody else took the character and did amazing huge things that made that character ginormous
0: mm-hmm. I'm sorry I I, I I have no sympathy I'm like dude this was business let's open it up JR and, I mean, uh, and uh, Mike what do you think JR first go ahead
1: well, um, first, I, I, I don't, I, I, agree with George. It's always been about money. Yes. Uh, and whether it's the Kirby's or this Toberoff, who was also representing, what was he representing? The, the, the seagull? Sh- uh, family or something? Uh,
3: the Captain America?
1: No, that was Simon. I was assigned. No, no, no. This is. A, oh, I'm this, sorry. This
3: is a different case. This is a dif- similar case, but different. Um, yeah. Different litigants.
1: So I mean, the same, but the same lawyer. And part of his yeah. compensation, particularly in, uh, I, I don't know about what agreement he had with the Kirby's, but with the with uh, on the the Seagulls, I think he had a piece of the action if they ever got it back.
4: So mm-hmm, correct.
1: Yeah. So I mean, you know, there's. You know how much is the family, and how much you know, and how much is 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 a shyster lawyer uh, talking, conning them into something. Um, I, I see. I don't understand. Copy, I, I mean, I don't know enough about copyright law uh, yeah, I mean, to you you offer an intelligent opinion. Yeah. Uh, I guess that never stopped me from offering opinions if I didn't have an intelligent <laughs> one.
0: But feel free to but, proceed. Yeah, but, <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: But
1: like I always have. I, I don't know enough about it to make it an opinion, uh, <clears throat> a statement, but. Um, you know, if Jack Kirby himself had brought the lawsuit, I'd have felt more better about it. Not better, but I would have cared about it more.
4: Yeah. And if they yeah. hadn't
1: included Spider-Man, I would have cared yeah, about it. Yeah. I mean, because, like I said, the Fantastic Four, Kirby's fingerprints are all over the Fantastic Four. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, and, and, and a lot of the other characters, too. Not Spider-Man. And to have included Spider-Man, to me, says... Here you are making a statement about creator rights and integrity and you're, <laughs> and you're shooting your whole argument in the foot by including the character that he had virtually nothing to do with because yeah. we don't have any paper trails but the Spider-Man he came up with was not, is nothing like you know.
0: Well, the the only footprint he has on Spider Man is the Amazing Fantasy 15 cover, yep. and that's been reprinted left and right. I mean, yeah. so so I, I guess that's the extent of his involvement. But,
1: but I there. think George is right. I think Disney has enough yeah. money that they can write him a big check and say, "Go the FOA." And I, you know, there yep. there might be a few things there might be a few things about you know some uh, some uh, skeletons that might turn up. Not that they would lose. I don't think Disney would lose, but. Uh, there are probably some ugly things that ever, that, ever, that the the corporations would just assume stay right.
0: It's going to be interesting because there's been very little information released on what the settlement is. There probably will never be. There'll probably be. It's probably sealed documents. But some things we might notice in the comics, like they did with the Captain America comics, uh, you might see Fantastic Four created by Stanley and Jack Kirby inside the comics there might be little things like that way might pick up with that were part of the settlement.
1: Well, the thing is that probably was true anyway. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Mike, what do you think, man? Well, I think it uh, it could, maybe George,
3: correct me if I'm wrong, but uh who was the one who who offered the settlement first? Was it the Fant? Was it the Kirby uh, heirs or was it um Disney? I, I, I didn't catch that part. I'm
2: pretty sure though it was Disney.
3: Okay, so sure if Disney, Disney, Disney if Disney offered the if Disney offered the se- the settlement first versus the Kirby family, then that means I don't know if there's something where, you know, there's a possibility because if this is, did go all the way to Supreme Court, although I think we when, when we talked about something, a similar story a couple months back, we kind of thought that I think Bailey, even Michael Bailey was even saying that good luck with that. Yeah. But so, I mean, but yeah, so this is, so somebody balked here first when it gets, if it was starting to get that high, that, and usually somebody was thinking, okay, we got to settle this thing because I, you know, for, because maybe you don't want to go necessarily go that far all the way well, up to.
2: I don't, I don't see it as Disney balking so much as Disney just wanting it to go away now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Right. Yeah. I mean, What's your just-
2: number? Mm-hmm.
0: What's your
4: number? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly.
2: Right. It's Bob Iger with a giant wad of million dollar bills. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you yeah. start to count them down on the desk and say, you tell me when to stop. You tell me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Probably How
2: much
0: is it going to cost you to draw the green gown?
3: And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, I can't blame
0: Disney. Oh yeah, no, I can't either. Money fixes a lot of problems, exactly right. because you know
3: what? Because this was all about money to begin with, right? Well, I mean, I, I, and, and well, problem. when you're dealing with lawsuits like this, it's always going to be about money. It's always about it's whoever because there's that line from um there there from the uh, I think is a book the book and also from the film the civil action that the whole purpose of litigation is is to settle. It's not about going to trial. It's not about going to a actual entering a courtroom. And so it's who gets to settle first. And so, in this, so I just was kind of wondering in this particular instance who who offered the settle fir- the settlement first because, you
2: know. No, I, I, I'm more than confident that, that Disney probably offered to settle it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in fact, I mean, it's the same confidence, Neil, that I always say. I'm sure Disney has offered to buy back the film rights to Spider-Man and the film rights to Fantastic Four now several times.
0: Oh, yeah. I bet you they have, too. They, how high is the check? Because mm-hmm. what does Disney have? Money.
2: Money. Yep. yep. And, 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 and money s- fixes a lot of problems. <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: let's see. Let's do uh, – George, you've got this one, too. Ultimate Spider-Man teams up with the Disney Channel stars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a weird this one. This was a weird one because I've never heard of this show.
2: Uh, Jesse, I have. Okay, you have
0: you don't have little kids in your house. Well, <laughs> I used to I
2: used to babysit my uh my friend's got my one of my best friends from college. He's got two stepsons who I've known now for most of their lives. And that you know, they call me they call me Uncle a lot of people know that my nickname is Trey. They call me Uncle T. Yeah. And a lot of times when I had summers off, back when I was, you know, doing substitute work and working out at the the uh, museum in Dallas, um, I would watch them you know, during the week sometimes, you know, I'd go over and oh, we would you know, we'd go over stuff that they needed to go over, like help with math, help with reading, things like that, you know, and then if they'd done a good job, you know, I would take them out, you know, somewhere sometimes it took them to buy comic books, right? So mm-hmm. but uh, in the morning, I, you know I would, I would let the kids wake up on their own because it's summer, and you know, come on, you know, let let mm-hmm. the kids sleep in during summer. yeah, so, but then they'd get up, they'd get their cereal and they would always sit down and watch Disney Channel. When they were younger, and, and they were watching stuff like hannah montana i 've seen more Hannah, Montana than a man needs to see <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Jesse
0: is the new Hannah Montana, yeah, I
2: guess this. this is the new Hannah, Montana, which means in ten years this this poor girl <laughs> will be
0: yeah. God knows what it, from what i 've seen of it, it reminds me a lot of Charles in charge, oh, which was a good show right um so she she like helps take care of these kids and, but tell, tell I kind of actually, actually did like The Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> They would watch That's that. The exactly with the, Justin Bieber's. Uh, yeah, Justin Bieber's girl, Selena
2: Gomez. Yeah, it was actually ex- a good yeah. show. God help me. All right, go Let's ahead. Play. Go ahead. What's happening, so, Jesse? So, I, I guess they're going to do a parody of Night at the Museum, <laughs> and so they're going to team up with Spider Man's going to team up with animated versions of these of these characters from Jesse, and all the actors are doing their own voices. And uh, actually, I have forgotten now who they're supposed to um, who they're supposed to be fighting. Morgan Lafayette. Yeah, Morgan Lafayette. Morgan That's Lafayette. Right, because it's, it's uh, voiced by Gray Delisle, who, ironically enough, was the voice of Hot Girl, but also who was also, <laughs> I think, the
0: mom on Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, man. It's all coming. <coughs> but what do you think of Spider-Man mixing with the Disney Channel live-action stars? What do you think of that? Um, Well, it's odd. Mm, you know we it's, it's cross promotion,
2: but you well, know there's nothing wrong with that i mean it's, yeah. it's not like Jesse's appearing in a in a comic or anything you know they're leaving the comic stuff primarily alone, you know, and sometimes I kind of wish Disney would be a little more handsy with the comic stuff you know <laughs> but um no i mean i I guess we'll have to cover it for the for the satellite reviews and the and the and the cartoon yeah. reviews. <clears throat> but excuse me but um. No, I mean it's. I, I can't say I'm excited for it because I don't really like that cartoon all that much. But I don't know. We'll we'll watch it.
0: Right. I, if I remember correctly, uh, Spider-Man's mixed with celebrities in the comics before.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, going back to the Saturday Night Live John Belushi days.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. Hey, JR. Uh, what title was that in? I. I, I, I sure.
1: <laughs> Marvel team up. It was like number seventy-five or something like that.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. In fact, yep. Brad and I just did a Fight Club. That was actually, they like, directly it, yeah. was, like, a result of that. Well, not a result of it, but actually dealt with that story, having taken preview. Yeah, having taken preview.
0: And then uh, Jay Leno was <laughs> Spider-Man comic in
2: the backup, I remember. Around. Spider-Man is, it's an iconic character. I mean, it's the same thing with Batman. I mean, my God, think of all the, like, Batman in the 60s when, you know, you'd have all the celebrity guests coming in when he was crawling up a window.
0: Right. You know, I mean, it's it's it, 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 It's harmless. But anyway, what do you guys think? Anything about any thoughts about Spider-Man mixing it up with the Disney
3: Channel? Didn't he? This is not the first time this has happened, technically. Because didn't Spider-Man crossover with Phineas and Ferb once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is, mar- is
0: par for the course then.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, our current writer wrote Spider-Man mixing it up with Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, Dance that's true. Yeah. You know, maybe he'll find out that he loves that way more. <laughs> <laughs> JR, any thoughts about uh, Marvel mixing it in with the Disney people? Disney,
1: we we, we knew stuff like this was going to happen. As long as they don't, you know, do something really stupid and contrary to the character or whatever. I mean, you know, and I don't think they will. They, I don't think they'll compromise. The... It's
0: just a one shot for Halloween. Oh basically. yeah,
1: yeah. This is this is this it's is nothing. We'll be we'll probably be seeing more of this. But Spidey just happens to be the most popular. You know, I mean, Marvel's number one brand. So we're going to see him.
0: Yep. junior you've got this next one. Uh, This is another Spider-Man. This is another kid in a Spider-Man shirt, so I'm making you cover it. (laughs) That's exactly why I did it. Tell Uh. me about the reporter finds the Spider-Kid. Tell me a bit about this story.
1: Suck it, Douglas. (laughs) I was gonna say I was gonna start out by saying, Why do I get all the stories about a, that have a rat that have nothing to do with Spider Man except the kids wearing a damn shirt? But then of course you just but then but, but then you just pretty well flat out admitted it, so you you know well, yeah. so I it's do. <laughs> Here's the story, ladies and gentlemen, hot off the press hot off the presses from Florida, the state where people don't know how to friggin' vote. Um <laughs> They can't read a damn ballot and then they want to go re vote. Oh my god. So anyway, so anyway, take that in consideration now. I mean, you know, at least in Missouri they can vote, even if they want to vote for dead people, at least they know how to vote. Uh Florida they don't. But anyway, <clears throat> here's the story. Paul Ezekiel Fagan, which This poor kid is, you know, this poor kid's already got a few strikes against him like that with a name like Paul Ezekiel Fagan. You know, and it's like, I mean, you know what? Is he going to be typecast in productions of Oliver for the rest of his life? You know, oh, God. Anyway. Uh, Please,
2: I want some more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He had been playing outside of the Tampa home he shares with his grandmother. Okay, already, already, you know where this is going to go, or not necessarily go, but you know what what's happening here. But anyway, he's with his he's living with his grandmother, which tells you a lot about mom and dad. Anyway, on Thursday afternoon, when she noticed the boy had disappeared, friends and family members searched for roughly four hours before Paul's grandmother called the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office to report him missing. And of course, they couldn't find him. Dogs, helicopters, you know, driving rainstorms, drama, you know, action, suspense. <laughs> and then, <coughs> and then, just so happens that a news reporter who had nothing out who probably wasn't doing anything important and he was probably doing what news reporters do you know (laughs) loafing around you know hoping that something would happen you know it's like oh man you know it's uh you know i don't have any dead missing white girls to talk about because cnn's already got that one you know i gotta (laughs) i gotta think of something to talk about and uh then all of a sudden you know he's walking by and (laughs) Here's this missing kid showing up crawling out of a house or or vegetation or whatever and stuff like that and and uh, the cameraman said hey that looks like the missing kid you know and of course you know he takes him to his grandma uh, but uh, and with the news cameras following right behind him because after all no good deed should go unrecorded and uncelebrated by the people who are doing it uh, Hell no
0: it shouldn't <laughs> Put that on the news.
1: <laughs> so he returned him so he brought him back to his grandma and his family and they had this heart rending reunion, you know, and then Dad shows up, you know, it's like, Hey Dad, why is he living with grandma? But we won't get into that. <laughs> uh you know what? And I did not shed one
4: goddamn. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> it's a story of the reporter becoming the story accidentally. Is what oh, accidentally, about. yeah, my ass. <laughs> what? The reporter didn't make the kid come out of the brush. He, he walked up to the reporter.
1: Yeah, and the reporter said, oh, by the way, get my get a clear shot of my ass as, as I'm walking the kid back to his grandma, you know.
0: Well, he's following the news. That's news happening right in front of the reporter. No, he's a... It's like it was hand delivered, like an hors d'oeuvre to yeah. the reporter.
1: I mean, come on. <laughs> if he, I mean, come on. You know, if he, if he'd uh, stop. You know, if he'd pulled somebody out of a burning car, yeah, fine. <laughs> you know. But he finds he's find he finds some kid who's who's done. You know, what, what, what the kid's ten years old. Ran away from home. He's yeah. done something stupid like a typical ten year old. You know? Yeah. And he and, and the guy I mean, it's not like the guy played hunches, you know, and said, Hmm, you know, and studying the available information and studying the uh, you know the He didn't pull a Batman. He wasn't Exactly, a exactly. The kid ran out from him. It's like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I like wait a minute,
1: why are we why are we giving this why are we taking so much credit for this shit? You know, we didn't
4: <laughs> We didn't do
1: anything. And what was the kid wearing?
0: A uh, Spider-Man shirt. Sure. There you go. Yeah. That's let's now, tie it all. And probably
1: it was last cleaned with Febreze. So <laughs> <laughs> in Saginaw, Michigan. Yep. And and, Frank, oh, and I frankly, I you. would rather. I now. I would. I would care if Gavin Edlinger had found the kid. That I would. Oh wow! You remember home. the
0: Febreze guy's name? Wow! Look, I had
1: to do a ten-minute bit on the story because of
0: <laughs> Tyson. Tyson. Tyson and yes. Spider It was Ernest Spider Man. JR still leaves no. Spider. Oh my god. Any any thoughts on JR's lovingly reenactment of J R?
2: Realize that on the message board Tyson, uh under location it says Jr.'s list. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which which tell which tells I me love it. that Tyson gets the job. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's do another off-the-wall <laughs> Spider-Man news story. This one, Team Spider-Man Up With Batman and a Heckler. Mike, mm-hmm. take me. Yeah, I take always feel like,
3: JR. seems to get all these uh, stories about kids wearing Spider-Man T-shirt. I seem yeah. to get all these stories about these costume panhandlers in New York City. Because that's what we got. Another one of these, another one of these suckers. <laughs> um, now... This one here, um, this involves a guy by the name of Thomas Rourke. And I guess Rourke? Thomas Rourke, and, and I, what? W-O-R-K, Rourke? Rourke, Rourke? I think it's Rourke. I don't know. I'm probably butchering the name. Anyway, here we go. who cares? Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, Rourke, I guess he did not have, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't have any direct TV because he was bored. And when you're bored, you decide to go out in the town. And when you go out in the town, you, just, you go to get a few bars and have a few drinks. And when you have a few drinks, you kind of lose your inhibitions.
4: Right, right. And when
3: you lose your inhibitions, you think it's a great idea to approach two costume characters uh, dressed as Batman and Spider-Man, respectively. And as according to uh, this one story from the New York Post... This twi- this Thomas Rourke allegedly grabbed Batman, a.k.a. 41-year-old Jose Escolana Martinez, from behind. <laughs> Not Bruce
0: Wayne. Not no, Bruce it's an alternate Wayne, universe no. Batman. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, it's an alternate universe like, Batman. It's a gra- like Batverse. Yeah. Yes, he gra- well, he grabbed him from behind and shouted, I'm going to F you, Batman. And then he alleged, and he also. Things you don't want to hear while wearing oh, a Batman, Batman costume. No. <laughs>
4: wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And he also All allegedly cool. grabbed Spider Man, aka 35 year old Abdel Alz Alika am Sorry, Mister, I totally butchered that name too.
0: One more time, do a take two. Let me hear his okay. name. Okay, okay. Abdel
3: Abdel Elika Zahi. I think.
4: Okay. <laughs> what is that? I mean? You're
3: saying a spell, Mike? What? Co-
4: uh, I well, think
3: I like, open a door when you say that name. Hey, we'll, just call him, we'll just call him Abdi. How Abdel. How about that? Abdi, that. okay. Abdel. How about that? Well, oh, he grabbed this Spider Man on he decided he grabbed this Spider Man on the rear. So, oh, man. so he's being a little bit of a gra- he's a little bit of a, being a little bit of a grab ass here, literally. So, so
0: he, he's threatening to rape Batman <laughs> and he grabs Spider Man by the butt. Yeah, okay. he says
3: he's gonna go yeah, and the Spider's gonna be seconds.
0: Well
4: oh. <laughs>
3: uh, well anyway, so oh. well anywho, um as I'm reading from, reading from this article, um, well, at these sp- spider sense clearly tinging. He allegedly sprayed Rourke with his webbing, or at least his prop silly string. In okay. this case. so he basically yeah. And after that, that's when things got to start going a little punchy, punchy there. So they start. So the, this Batman and Spider Man decided to do a little tag teaming on this guy, <laughs> and.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and well, the result is that um, they you know Rourke here. He probably, you know, he was struck multiple times in the face. Um, he was also sustained injuries to his face and was hit in the chest. And uh, both Martinez and El, Elizab, El, you know, Abdul, Abdul also would say that they got punches. Well, when the when the police came, they arrested all three of them because they, okay. yeah, for you know, and. All the eyewitnesses say right. that the um, that the uh, that the guy that was the heckler, uh, Rourke in this case, he was clearly the guy at fault in this thing. And so, um, was, uh, according to this one guy who was named Paul Smith, who um, who was also a fighter, who was also dressed as a Spider Man, even though he's about he's literally Jr.'s age, actually though. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah um, but where was Jay- where
1: was his Walker though? I didn't see. his head. Oh, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Well. Well. This, well, anyway, so he's just saying that they, he's saying, he quotes, says, everybody, no matter what costume they're wearing, has the right to protect themselves. It's like, stand your ground in Florida. So, ties right back into that other, earlier story. But, um, and also when they're talking about the Spider Man, when they're, when it refers to, um, this, the other character, the Spider Man character, uh, Abdul, um, one of the, uh, uh, another eyewitnesses who was dressed as Captain America. <laughs> So you got it so you can tell that this, so you automatically, you know, that's an automatic win right there. Because everyone knows like that Cap T-Cour. is right all the time.
0: <laughs> so he says what? You know, potentially, J.R. you could have seen these Spider man we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I know. I missed them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, and you would have recorded this on, on your phone, JR. Yeah. That'd been so epic. <laughs> well
3: This Captain America says that the Spider Man was, quote, one of the best guys, honest, religious. One of the first guys who's always out there on the street, you know, doing his doing his thing. So, so yeah, so so yes, they're still, still they're still having their quote unquote little later-life version of civil war now. And now there's gonna be villains <laughs> like the Heckler getting involved. So <laughs> well, I don't know. So, I, mean, dude, I don't know what you're... it is about New York. That's, it attracts these that that gets every month. We got one of I these. Don't I don't
0: know you
2: Call of Duty to Heckler when he comes up behind Batman and says, "I'm gonna."
0: Yeah. I don't know that he's the heckler. No, <laughs> he's the rapist. Yeah, yeah. The heckler. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. I don't have any comments on that. That was just uh, any comments on that before moving. I, I think it speaks for itself. I think it does too.
1: <laughs> Although I did I got- find it ironic. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. I mean, if somebody came up behind a guy and said, "I'm going to f you, Batman," that guy deserves to be pounded into the pavement. Regardless, oh yeah, just well, you that, know, But but, it. but the, the thing is, though, I was thinking. So why arrest Batman? Well, why arrest these guys? I mean, when everybody clearly said they deserved it. Well. You, you forgot the part where batman's got a criminal record Oh yeah, I forgot oh, that's <laughs> right. That's was right. What, that was <laughs> that was what kind of that was what kind of like that was the rest of the story. It, oh by the way, batman's got yeah. a criminal record yeah, for assault, God. weapons charges and public yeah, urination. Urination.
3: Yeah, Public urination. Right. Yeah. That's However, if that like, was a,
1: a if that was a crime and we were all, you know, if if everybody was caught doing public Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the
3: that's the guy that was quoted as being saying he was be, he was honest and religious, you
1: know. That's oh, the guy
3: God. who was yeah. doing all the Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, yeah. let's do George with Ditko
4: news. Yeah,
2: yeah. you know there ought to Ditko be news. there ought to be some kind of trumpeting fanfare for that. Ditko that, news, boy, that's all we can afford.
0: <laughs> that's that's the dollar ninety eight oh budget, budget we got for this. God bless Ditko news. <laughs> What's the, uh, new in Ditko news this month, Jr. Jr. JR George, sorry. What
1: <laughs> <laughs> The hell. Uh, who who was insulted more? I don't know. We made that may, that that you know. S- screw arguing over whether Norman and uh, Doc Awkward are their greatest or whatever. Who was insulted more by that comment? Those I was pissed because I've done all
2: the work. I've actually looked up supplemental information on this, and Douglas is like, Jr.
1: Well, hey, get used to it because I'm going to retire before you do. So you're going to be I, I, you're going to be paying for my retirement too.
4: Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, sure. Tell me about the new Ditco news that we found this month. Oddly enough, uh, Ditco news happens to also be
2: eBay news. Oh, wait, that's almost everything that falls under Ditco news. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, hey, I'm selling two middle fingers on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, not for any price. All right, so somebody I can get one free. Some, somebody, you're getting one right now. <laughs> Somebody out there has put up Ditko's high school yearbooks. One of uh, I'm looking at two of them right now on the on the Ebays. Yeah. One of them is uh, his senior high school yearbook, and the other is uh, his 11th grade high school yearbook.
0: Unbelievable.
2: Um, just in case you're you're wondering here, um, some of the things that Ditko was involved with uh, looks like looks like he was in the marching band. What
0: do he play? I wonder.
2: Uh, I don't know. He's just he's just in a uniform and he looks serious, but you know, I mean, he's, he's in band, so I mean, wow. you know, I mean, it's not like they have. They're not ROTC. They don't have guns or anything. <laughs> oh no! Wait, I take that back. This is an ROTC picture, and he does in fact have a gun. Wow!
0: Oh, there we'll, you go. Oh. Ditko's packing.
2: They look like they look like I don't know, like Prussians from the from nineteenth century a, or something.
0: You thought it was a clarinet? Yeah. It's really a gun. <laughs> uh and then there's uh, uh in his senior
2: high school yearbook he's yeah. actually got a actually good looking good looking guy right
0: yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got nice hair yeah
2: he's see- got the got the cool hair going you know and um now his nine
0: forty five yearbook yeah. His,
2: yeah his his um senior yearbook right next to him they show six pictures you know from the yearbook you know that so they can show him in sequential order the girl to his left is ditko comma r right and when you look – there's another picture in here, and, and, and it lists her as Rita Marie Ditko or Reet. They, they have everybody's nicknames in here. Uh, and um, Steve – it has Stephen J. Ditko, or as he was apparently called, Steve. <laughs> but it also says Rita Marie Ditko at, or Reet was her nickname. Now, right. <clears throat> those of you who know your, your Ditko history – um, and of course, you know who who isn't because you're listening to Ditko
0: News. <laughs> Ditko
2: had several siblings.
0: I did not know this. This is fascinating. He was he
2: he he was uh, he had an older sister named Anna Marie. Okay. And then he also had a younger uh, sister named Betty and a brother named Patrick. Now. I don't know if this if like Rita Marie and Anna Marie are really the same person because I I I'm George Berryman. I was George Berryman in the yearbook and everyone called me Trey. You know, yeah. so I don't know if it's one of those kind of things or if it's just completely you know some sort of happenstance she, that she just happens to have the same last name and the same middle name, you know. She looks like him, too. Yeah, she she favors him a little bit. Yeah. So anyway, um this guy has both of the yearbooks up on the eBays for the low, low price of one thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars. <laughs> and buy it now! And buy it now! Yeah. So I guess for the celebrity who wants goddamn everything, you know, this is a good impulse buy. I'm not sure. Mm. Sorry, I had to take a drink, but um, yeah. I mean, that's that's the Ditko news. If you have two thousand bucks and you you just sit around thinking, gee, I really love Steve Ditko. You know, Do you, who would buy this? <coughs> Excuse me, rich people.
0: Rich people <laughs> who could this blow two brand. Well, I mean, I can have this by right-clicking Save As. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I just want an old picture of Ditko, I don't need his yearbook. Yeah, but I it's just a smaller I, picture. The quality's not as good. Uh, why would you? I don't get it. And, and even if I was rich, I don't think I'd buy this. I, I don't understand it, but it's it's interesting. Uh, that someone would go to his, that would would research his high school, go to his high school and ask how can I buy an old. No, college? right. Here's what happened, or maybe he or he searched it now out. Here's
2: here's um, no, here's what happened, and I can tell you what? this because I've actually <clears throat> I'm someone who's actually done historical research before. Okay. Uh, I'll give you uh, the most recent example: a town called Mineral Wells. Um, it's at uh, oh, it's probably about an hour, hour and twenty minutes away from me. It has a very historic hotel called the Baker Hotel that was built. It opened up uh, the day the stock market crashed in 1929. But back in in the 20s and 30s, there was a huge mineral water craze in, the, in America, and everybody believed mineral water could cure everything. You know, if, if it ailed you, mineral water could cure it. Hmm. So this resort, uh, the Baker Hotel, had mineral baths and. Gave, the town was famous for mineral water. You had many hotels out there that were doing mineral water. And I was researching this town, and I went to... One of the first things you do when you're researching in your, your town, you go to like the little, the little shops that have knickknacks, because they almost always have old books mm-hmm. about the town. And this was in uh, Parker County, uh, and when I went into this guy's shop...
0: It's ironic, it's
2: Parker County. Parker County, Very I nice. know, right? He Very had, nice. He or the guy that owned the shop had, oh my God, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of yearbooks, not just from Mineral Wells, but from all over Parker County, that were, you know, several decades old. So this guy probably found this at a thrift store or you know some kind of used bookstore that had a ton of these old yearbooks that's probably where he got it he's not, and then and then he just you know he probably paid <laughs> 10 bucks for it and it goes and puts it online for 2 grand <laughs> and got
0: uh, i hope he gets it <laughs> uh, well, uh,
3: yeah i hope he gets it
0: go anyway any comments on people digging up old yearbooks
3: well, I'm just kind of wondering how do you appraise yeah. a yearbook because you got to rethink about like, depending on how many kids were in Ditko's uh, high school and how many of those kids uh-huh. ordered yearbooks. How many of these things would be circulated around and stuff? Because Pr- run of the Ditko yearbook, Pro- probably what? Because I mean yeah. it is because because the year is it said it's, it's you got 44 and 45, correct? Yeah. So, I mean. My dad's still got his old one still laying around somewhere. So I mean, I don't know if they, um, how long people hold on to those things. I mean, you, you know. So could the, could the other possibility? Of this could be um, a relative of the guy who all of one of maybe his grandfather who also went to the same high school as Ditko, and he just figured, hey, dad, I see you got your, or dad or mom, I see you got you. Got this yearbook and you went to this Ditka thing. Might as I put it up on eBay. He says, "Oh, go ahead," you know. But so <laughs> strange.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, J- Jr. What <laughs> what do you think of this?
1: About as much as I think of John Byrne not liking the Green Goblin.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not much. All right, uh, Mike, you've got this next one: uh, Spider-Man's other daddy. Stan yeah. Stanley Lee is has another there's another Stanley auction on eBay that's kind of interesting. Tell me yes. about yes,
3: apparently, this one is uh, this is a chance for uh, for those of you who don't want don't know, um Stanley wasn't apparently just a comic book scribe. He was also a budding comic book artist. <laughs> although I don't know how far he would have gotten as a comic book artist, but you know, yeah. in any case, what this is is a Stan Lee hand-drawn Spider-Man sketch, and it looks like it's done. And if you can, uh, it looks like it's done in marker. It's, it's a, kind of a little stick figure thing with the little Spider-Man head and him doing a little wave thing, and and a parent, and signed by, you know, Stan Lee. And this thing, according to the um, what's on the eBay thing, has been not just authenticated. <coughs> It's been triple authenticated <laughs> because Stan, Stan had to pee in a cup. Yeah. yeah well, no. Because, <laughs> oh, oh. Dude, I'm, gonna re- I'm just going to read the the actual right. promotion thing. It says it's a, the actual eBay announcement thing. He says you are bidding on a Stan Lee signed Spider Man hand drawn sketch. This is very rare. Own a piece of history. The sketch board measures seven by ten point five inches. This has been authenticated by GSA. With a tamper-proof sticker with accompanying full-letter authentication for the autograph and the sketch, also authenticated with the Stanley hologram.
4: Ooh! <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> what does that mean? It's basically what it is. It's a sticker with Stanley's face on it, and it's a hologram thing. At least that's what it looks like. It,
0: oh, it says yeah. I, I there's a little seal the on it. the
3: bottom of the thing, yeah, basically. Yeah. So authentic Stanley. So, got, so it's got PSA. DNA authentication, <laughs> J- DNA. J- no, J- no JSA, J- no DNA. The J- James Spence authentication. You got the Stan Lee hologram authentication, and being sponsored by, I guess it's being pointed out by Steiner Sports Memorabilia. So I guess they have to use a sports thing to do it.
0: Now, now, if I'm a, if I'm, a, if I got Disney money, as George says, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is more attractive than a Steve Ditko yearbook. Oh yeah, A read? I, I think so. Okay. I don't know.
3: Now, Deb, you, now I'm sure you, Brad, have seen what what this has been going for. But have either George or Jr. Have you guys seen what their asking price is for this?
2: Buy it now, price. I have not. What is
3: it? Lay it okay, on.
1: Jr. Have you? No, I've not seen it.
3: No. Okay. Well, guess. Well, between well, the ha, two ha, of you, ha, yes. Between the two of you, you got to guess what it is. I'm gonna say ten thousand.
1: JR. Now, well, obviously, the be- the more ridiculous, the better. I'm going to say twenty five
3: thousand. JR. Um, actually, um, George was closer, although by oh, he was off by about eight thousand dollars.
2: George old, is also better uh, looking and just generally more awesome
1: this year. The asking price for the, 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 the <laughs> I mean, after I all, mean, he, he, he is, is a dinosaur, man. Yeah, the, what's <laughs> not cool about that? <laughs> yeah,
3: the basket, the buy it now asking price. Is we'll just round it up about it's about thirty five hundred bucks.
0: Eight people are currently watching this auction.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, see this is the kind of thing that someone like
2: Kevin Smith maybe might buy. Mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: You know this yeah. is this is what I'm talking about when I when I said for the celebrity who wants goddamn everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. I mean yeah, and I can totally I, I can see somebody wanting to get this thing because I mean it is I mean it's not really comic book art, but it's just like a it's it's a draw it's just a cute little drawing thing it's got Stan Lee's thing and apparently this is like you said it's triple authenticated so it's more attractive than the Vinnie Romita
4: yeah oh, yes. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, oh yeah yep. mean, it's just,
3: and it's it's and the thing is that yeah it's not it's not the most professional looking drawing thing but it's actually you can kind of see I mean, if you look at it, it, it there is a little bit of a you know he has a he said, body proportion everything like this it's kind of a little bit slightly better stick figure-ish looking thing but it's all you know but yeah, I just I just find it funny the fact that you got this guy's putting out that it's got the uh, Stanley Hall on the thing like that's like this big selling point so.